Welcome film industry professionals, movie aficionados, and aspiring filmmakers. This is your podcast, Cinema's Pathway, brought to you by Paradoxical Films. I'm your host, Howard Brand. Join us on a journey behind the camera, and most importantly, beyond what we know about film and the craft of filmmaking. So why don't you sit tight, grab some popcorn and soda, and let's go ride on Cinema's Pathway. Welcome to the second episode of Cinema's Pathway. I'm your host, Howard Brand. We have a great show lined up for you today. We're going to take a deep dive into script supervision and continuity and how important that is to the craft of filmmaking. Joining me today is our special guest, David Irvine. He's a Miami-based script supervisor with a number of both feature and short films to his credit. David, welcome and thank you for being here today. Well, thanks for having me, Howard. David, Let's begin with learning a little bit about you. You have a very interesting background. You've lived overseas. You've lived overseas in other countries. You've lived overseas still in the United States. Uh, you hold an MBA from Florida International University. What inspired you and how did this background eventually lead you into the filmmaking industry? Well, safe to say I like traveling. I, I think it's a really uh, unique experience that, that you really can't substitute. Um, but I, I grew up kind of going turbo into education when I when I was younger, but I never really considered filmmaking as a career. I didn't really know anyone uh, in my immediate circles uh, that, that had ever done this. And growing up in South Florida, it just, uh, it just felt like too distant of an opportunity. So um, it wasn't until I decided to move to New York with a friend of mine, and he had some um, experience at, at a uh, film production company and he was the one that kind of convinced me to get more into to writing and 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 consider filmmaking as a legitimate career choice. Um, and so it wasn't until I, I moved back down to to South Florida that I really decided to try and put a little more effort into this. I like in addition to continuing to write, um, I, I started joining some of the uh, South Florida filmmaker Facebook groups and and. You know, there's a lot of things for, for aspiring actors, but it's really difficult to to find uh, filmmaking gigs without without some sort of experience. So by chance, I ended up meeting um, a, a writer-director at uh, a poker table where, where I was playing, and I was reading... Um, I was reading feature scripts on my phone. You know, it's kind of weird to, to be reading 120-page PDFs on your phone, but I was doing it. He noticed, and we got to chatting. And he was making a, uh, a short film soon, and I had mentioned uh, script supervision as a potential thing that I might be able to do because of my ability to to pay attention to detail and, and just be aware of my surroundings and, I, and my ability to learn quickly. So um, I ended up working as a, a script supervisor on on his short film. And then eventually uh, from there, I got to work on another short film that uh, is, was uh, directed by Miguel Miller, who is actually associated with uh, Paradoxical Films. And on on my first, um, my first huge gaffe was just sitting there in, in a one-line on the script, it was the, you know, the main character makes tea and he had a, a small hot plate in front of him and some different colored, 
um, powders, like there was a, a red, a yellow, blue, green, and it wasn't until he started picking up the third different one to mix in where I started freaking out because I'm like, oh no, what, what what is this turning into? Is this is this a game of Simon? So I, I just, uh, I, I, I started trying to, to write it down and recall. And then at the end of the, that cut, um, people were asking me like, all right, so what, what are, you know, what, what's the exact action of what he did and all the steps and how long he did it. And I'm like, all right, well, I made the assumption incorrectly that, uh, that making tea was going to be simple. <laughs> so the, it was a matter of writing down and, and, and taking way more pictures because the assumptions that I might make about the script um, don't necessarily line up. And it's just better to talk to other people and make sure that you, you understand and you're on the same page. Such an interesting way that you got into filmmaking, really, um, you know, the conventional wisdom always tells aspiring filmmakers, you have to be a production assistant first or go the P out, get, you know, get on the set, get experience. You manage to, to get around that, um, you know, write to a script supervisor. And I think you, you said being detail oriented was definitely something that helps. And really a script supervisor, you also need to have a certain level of tact, I would think, and how to be diplomatic on set and how you got the director and the DP who just want to shoot, 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 shoot. And sometimes, you know, you have to step in uh, to say, wait, this looks wrong or this is wrong. Can you talk a little bit about sometimes when you either had to do that and maybe the director wasn't so um, open to ha- to having to having stops or the DP or on the other hand a director who's really you know passionate really understood the importance of the continuity. Well, first and foremost, filmmaking is a collaborative process, and you need to make sure that that you can work well with others. Um, I think when it comes to to script supervision, you're kind of performing a role that that helps other other departments. Now, one of the things that, that I think is great in terms of uh, script supervision being a crash course in filmmaking is that as a PA, you're, you're asked to do whatever somebody else needs. It's usually the most menial of tasks. As, you, as a script supervisor, you're interacting directly with the heads of each department and even the director. Um, you're potentially asking them, all right, well, what, what are you doing here? Can, you know, do I need to take extra pictures of the of the set design? Do I need to take continuity pictures of the actors and what they're wearing, their makeup? Um, I need to be able to ask the, the, the camera department what, what lenses they're using, what they're planning to do, um, and the type of shot, because all of the notes are, are supposed to be to make the editor's process easier. You're trying to make sure that, that they can consult your notes because they weren't on set and just put it all together to make it one cohesive thing, you know? So um, I, I think that, that if you are completely uh, unaware of the filmmaking process, b- being a PA might be right. But if you are willing to put in the time to to read up and study as much as possible about all the various elements of filmmaking, you might be able to get into script supervision a little bit faster than you think. Um, one thing that is important is that these heads of departments aren't going to tell you things multiple times. So you either need to know it already, or you need to find out real fast and there's no really getting it wrong because you're going to function as an extra set of eyes. Um, and they need to be able to depend on you to catch those details, which, you know, they, they might be looking out for certain, certain things that their department works on, but as a script supervisor, you're generally going to be. Uh, sitting in front of mo- a monitor and seeing 
what the director will see and seeing if there's anything off that maybe you heard about ahead of time that might show or that might come into question, maybe even eye lines. Um, you need to make sure that as they cut from one take to the next, the like that they're the actors are looking in the direction of where you think those other actors are supposed to be, or else it's going to feel weird. Um, but uh, I think super, script supervision is is great, and and I um, it's definitely one of the best uh, educational pathways you can take to to filmmaking. Um, I never aspired to want to be a, like a full-time script supervisor. I think it's a, it's just a very good educational tool. And even though it's not as valued as highly in South Florida, uh, I think it's something that people should definitely try if they, they want to be filmmakers because you get a very good macro overall look at, at the process. You mentioned also that, that you're a writer. Have you always been you know, a movie fan you know were there movies that you saw as a kid that really inspired you was there something you saw recently or right before you got into filmmaking that kind of made something click that that was a direction that you wanted to go oh i'm i'm totally enamored with stories but it's really difficult for me to say that one thing kind of kick-started the whole journey for me um i i do have to say that my like my favorite film is is children of men um mostly for the the timeless nature of the 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 sci-fi storytelling it's it's a minimalist sci-fi i want to say in that one element of reality has changed and then everything kind of plays out as normal and the, those types of stories to me are, are generally really fascinating because it allows you to highlight a particular issue um and and see sometimes the absurdity that occurs because one thing is just a little bit emphasized yeah, and Ch- Children of Men in particular, it's such a great movie, such a underappreciated movie, especially Clive Owen. He's probably he's such a dynamic actor, and you know he just you know gets overlooked really often. Um, so when you went into this first job, you know you were a writer, then they asked you to become a script supervisor. Did you know what that job was? Did you have to give yourself a crash course on it, or did you really kind of baptism by fire learn learn on the job? I did. Uh, I did read about it quite a bit, and. I want to say that the uh, maybe the background in, in the MBA contributes a little to that because I, I don't think MBA is really all about learning the essentials of business, but you learn enough to show that you can learn quickly. It also had the added benefit of having a general sense of, of small business functionality. And films are are should be first and foremost a business if you're trying to, to kind of move up the ladder and make larger projects. Um, if you're just looking to make art, it's a kind of different, it's a different way of looking at things, but you really should be considering it as a business. There's, there's money that goes involved to, to paying for very expensive equipment. You need to pay people for their expertise. Um, and you need to put it all together. If you, if you're lacking in, in one particular area, that will kind of bring the whole thing down. And I think that as a script supervisor, you're kind of, performing the same function. You're making sure that there's no sore thumb sticking out of any particular area. You're making sure that everybody did what they were supposed to do. And if there's anything that, that shows, you need to make sure that you are handling it. Yeah. It's, uh, the script supervisor, it's definitely one of the more interesting jobs, uh, both on the set. And I'm sure there's work that happens offset, uh, either in pre-production or post-production. Uh, so we're going to take a short break. And when we return, uh, we'll get more 
more into the craft of actually being a script supervisor. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is the Cinema's Pathway Podcast. Again, I'm joined by David Irvine, a Miami-based script supervisor. Uh, David, like many positions on the film set, the term, the title script supervisor really doesn't encompass everything that the job entails. Can you talk a bit about what's a typical day uh, on set for you like? What are, what are you doing pre-production? And uh, I assume if you, uh, if you do your job right, uh, you're not really needed in post-production because all your notes and information go to, to the editors. Yeah, that's right, Howard. Um, most of the, the preparation is just learning the script, making sure that you are sometimes timing certain scenes. You might have to uh, read them out loud to yourself to see what it approximately should be. Um, and making sure that you know the script well enough that you can let somebody or an actor know if something's wrong. Um, I, you're, you're one of the few people that has a complete script on set uh, as well. And so uh, you do a ton of preparation. You make a ton of notes while in script. You're going to be doing a lining of the script. So um, you'll be re- essentially keeping track of when particular actors are seen, their faces are seen while they're giving their lines. Um, and maybe when other actors are in the scene but um, not in view, like you'll make a note of that as well. So the the process of lining um, gives the editor something to to reference and to to know which particular uh, take that they're going to use to to start with. Now, um, when you are putting together these uh, script supervisor notes. Um, you might also be consulting uh, sound and camera if, if there's something that was wrong, or you might ask the director um, which take they like the best. Um, it, it, it could all, it's all in the process of trying to help save time during editing. Um, and, and so having tons of, tons of notes in preparation, it, it, it saves time when it's only one saves time when it's one person it also saves money because you might be paying for an editor a, you know by the hour um you might just be uh helping the editor not have to uh be as frustrated sifting through all the information um yeah it's it and when it comes down to post you're really not uh you're really not needed if your notes are great. So, so when you do your pre-production and you read through the script, I would think you look for you know inconsistencies that are in there. Maybe not just inconsistencies with the script, but do you also look for inconsistencies with if a if a scene takes place in a certain location? Maybe how the people talk in there or how certain things are are referred to. Do you go that? Do you get that detailed into it? I generally will. I, I have a little bit of background in, in editing. Um, I was a terrible English student when I was, uh, when I was growing up in public school, but by the time I got to college, I was helping to edit other people's papers. So, um, I definitely have an eye for, for seeing, uh, details and making sure that, uh, that if something is, is right, I'll kind of make a note and, and ask the, the director because ultimately it comes up, you know, it comes down to them and the way, the way that they've been preparing for, to shoot. But if say I get called in to, uh, to be a script supervisor uh, a few days before the shoot and I'm reading the script and there are just details that are wrong, 
they're probably not going to do anything about it. So it's just a matter of making sure that everybody is on the same page and knows that that's not going to be relevant here. When you go through the script, obviously you work with the props department because you want to make sure the props are consistent, the wardrobe department through that. What other departments do you work with specifically? For for continuity, the most most of the time the departments will work on their own details, their own, you know, their own uh the makeup and and costumes and 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 set. They they're, they're going to do that stuff. And you as a super script supervisor, you probably want to talk to them and ask them, "Hey, are there things that I that I need to keep an eye on? Are there there, there are things that that are going to be changing that is this person going to be uh, soaked in water and their costumes going to have to be changed a bunch of times for every take. These are things that you need to pay attention to. And, and hopefully costumes will tell you, this is the thing you need to watch for. (laughs) Um, if, if you, um, if you're dealing with like camera and sound, generally you just want to, you want to ask them, Hey, is everything going as planned? What's the, the lens you're using? Um, is there anything off? Is there something wrong? Did was there a mistake on a particular take? Sometimes sound wasn't rolling at the right time. Sometimes there was a plane flying overhead. There's there's some sort of ba- random background noise. You need to know um, so that you might you can mark that on the sheet. Yeah, uh, the the detail oriented and really being being a second set of eyes for the director and and everyone else. You really are are almost like another assistant director having to watch everything and really having to keep a close eye on everything on set. It's it's such a challenge. And you mentioned earlier how, how you did have one gaffe when, when you had first started. Have, have there been other incidents where, I don't want to call them incidents, have there been other occasions where um, you notice something after they've shot or where, you know, maybe noticing something so small that nobody else noticed that you really managed to save something from looking bad or just some of the, some of those experiences on set. I'm sure not everything goes perfectly every time. Oh, uh, inevitably. Yeah. I, I, I definitely have noticed things and, and the, the goal is to keep the number as, as few as possible. So, um, there, there's an old, uh, uh, I think an old adage that my, my grandfather told me about measure, measure twice, cut once. You just, you want to prepare as much as possible so that you don't have to film twice, you know, like, and so if you, if you can catch something while they're setting up the scene, or if you can catch something, um, you know, maybe, maybe, a, a scene ends and you have to keep note of the, the way something was set up, then you don't have to go back to the, the DIT and say, Hey, can we look at the footage to see how it was set up? You know, it, it just saves, saves everybody time. If you can make sure that you're taking pictures of, of details and making notes as to the way certain things are. And, and you've mentioned taking pictures a couple of times. Can you talk a little bit about why you do that? And what it's for, I mean, I've, we've seen behind the scenes of people taking pictures. We've also seen, uh, you know, they take measurements. I think, can you talk a little bit about how the, the other part, not just the script, but the other tools that you need to use to really be able to do your job? For the most part with pictures, I don't have a photographic memory. So uh, as, as great as I would love to be at, at keeping track of things mentally, it's just better to have a reference. And sometimes somebody setting up the set will, will say, hey, um, I don't remember exactly how it was. Can you show me? I, I need to have those pictures. Sometimes um, the departments will have those pictures as well. It's better to just have redundancy, you know. Uh, and when it comes to the script itself, 
Um, I'm going to have my own copy of the script, which I'm kind of doing the lining on. Sometimes that will be consulted. Maybe the director will need to know, hey, do we have enough coverage of this particular scene? Sometimes the there might be only one, you know, one wide shot of, of the scene and you're just going to want extra things. You're going to want to figure out cut points. Um, all of these things will be referenced in my line script. It should be available for consultation if, if the director or somebody else needs it. Was there one shoot in mind or one shoot that you were on that was really, really complicated and you really, really had to be on your A-game for that one? Uh yeah, so uh, I worked on a on a feature several months ago where the entire movie was was essentially shot in one apartment, and so with the same location being used over the a long course of time, every time we decided to to move something or for time to pass, things in the apartment had to be very like adjusted to whatever the the time is. And so that got a little, a little, a little more difficult as we did reshoots, or if we decided to, kind of destroy certain props. So, it, it, it definitely, uh, it became more, more challenging, and um, it certainly helps with, with my growth to, to, to have those challenges. But uh, I, I haven't yet encountered anything incredibly crazy where you know that where the details are starting to get off. Uh, Absolutely, absolutely nuts. Like, like I said, you have a lot that you have to cover. Do you have an assistant script supervisor? Do you normally have a, a script supervisor PA? Or are you basically a one-man show um, for the films that you work on? And if somebody did want to become a script supervisor, are there options to be an assistant or something related to that? Well, uh, I personally have, have always worked alone. Um, I I'm sure that on the the larger movies, you're gonna want to have multiple people involved in this because there's there's a lot to do. One of the um, more difficult things about being a script supervisor is that you have the weird role of being extremely active when they're filming and when they're not filming. So it, most other most other departments are doing one or the other, and so it it can be very challenging. Um, trying to be in full operational mode um, during the entire filming day. Right. And and I, I mentioned earlier that, uh, like we had talked, if you do your job right and your notes are good, your photographs are good, and all that information passes on to the editor, you're not really needed in post-production. Can you talk a little bit more about, about what exactly gets passed to the editor and maybe how they use the information that, that you put together during filming? Sure. Uh, it's mostly the the lined script and the uh, and the notes. The photographs are more of a, for for reference while you're filming, um, in case people need to to reference it. In case there there's a, you know somebody forgot to take a picture of something. The the photographs are more more redundancy, um, but the the lined scripts are there to to know. Uh, if there's enough coverage of a particular scene and the script supervisor notes are there to, to keep track of the particular details of a, of a shot of a, of a take um, and to know which one might be best of the, you know, six or seven takes that you did. It's incredible because there, there's so much going on uh, and so much you as the script supervisor you're responsible for. It, it's really an under underappreciated position because we talk about, we work on indies, we work on smaller films, but if a mistake makes it through to the final cut, it, it can sometimes take on a life of its own. Uh, I think Game of Thrones fans 
know what I'm talking about. We're going to talk about um, how maybe changes in the film industry have changed the way script supervisors do their job and, and a little bit more about where the future of uh, script supervision and, and continuity falls in when we talk about CGI, green screen, whether that's made your job easier or more difficult. We're going to take a quick break, but first, we would like to thank two of our partners that help make the Cinema Pathways podcast possible, Cinevideotech and ComTV. We'll be right back. And we are back. Wait a minute. Is that a Starbucks cup in Winterfell? You may remember in the fourth episode of the eighth and final season of Game of Thrones, a Starbucks cup could be seen on a table in a home of House Stark. Uh, this incident blew up. It went viral. Uh, even HBO, who produced and aired Game of Thrones, they decided to play along. They released a statement saying uh, the, la- the latte that appeared in the episode was in fact a mistake. Daenerys had ordered an herbal tea. Uh, so immediately the cup was digitally removed from the episode, but we all know the internet uh, never forgets. David, we've talked a lot about the differences between big Hollywood, big studios, where they could just throw money to, to fix, fix problems, and how smaller independent films and really independent film mark, markets um, really have, stayed, have had to stay true to the script supervisor craft. Um, that you can't all you can't fix it in post. Uh, it's not going to be green screened in to be different. Can you talk a little bit about the current state of being a script supervisor in the South Florida community, or really in the kind of independent film community down here? Sure, Howard. Um, it for the most part, you've got uh, a lot of people that in, operate independently. Um, they're, they're people with with a lot more experience who tend to get most of the, the larger gigs um, working as a script supervisor. Um, but when it comes down to, to working on smaller projects, uh, the number is, is very small and it's not like there's a large community. And when it even comes down to working on a, most of the projects down here, like music videos and, uh, and commercials, the script, there, there often isn't a script, script, script supervisor at all. Um, they just, you know, piece together tons of shots in, in, in most music videos. And it, um, all they're really concerned about is that, that each particular shot looks good. And so they'll edit, there's a lot to the editing process there. Right. If somebody wants to become a script supervisor and they see a, a crew call notice, but don't see script supervisor on there, or to your point, they know of, of a music video or a commercial that's being shot. Is it worth it for, the, for that person to reach out to the producers or whoever's making making those um, com- commercials and say, hey, hi, I'm, I'm a script supervisor. You know, I noticed you don't have one listed on there. You know, I'd be interested in offering my services. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a matter of how hungry you are if you're trying to, to kind of get into this. But if, if there are projects that don't typically require a script supervisor, then maybe you can work on that and have it be a little less uh, less worrisome in terms of like, are you going to you know sink something by, by making a mistake? Right. So so is there must be a pretty small script supervisor community uh, down in this area? Uh, yeah, uh, they're, they're really, uh, there's not a ton of, of work besides uh, the occasional features that come through here and uh, a number of uh, Telemundo shows that are, that are filmed down here as well. Um, generally, uh, you're not going to be working full-time as a script supervisor, so you kind of need to 
be prepared to wear many hats. Do script supervisors, are script supervisors eligible to join any of the unions, either IATSE or, or, they, or would it be under DGA or PGA? No, there, 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 is, a, there is a script supervisor union. Um, I've, I've looked them up in, in, in New York and, and, and L.A., um, but uh, I, I haven't really been associated with, with them at all. <laughs> where, where do you see really the future of being a script supervisor be? Will it stay pretty true to the craft because there's always going to be a script, a paper script to, to, start off, to start off with? There's always going to be props. There's always going to be things that need to be done. But ha- will technology change it at all or do you see any approaches well, technology has already changed being a script supervisor because you used to have to take a paper script and draw a line down the page while it was being filmed. Now, you don't necessarily need to do that now. You might have um, one of the numerous uh, you know, uh, phone or tablet apps that will help you track the script, take pictures, you know, keep timestamps essentially of everything you're doing. Um, and so that, that metadata is there if somebody wants to kind of piece it together. Having less to carry on set is definitely a benefit. So if you can put it all on one tablet, carry that tablet around, do everything, I, I would imagine that will make your your life a lot easier. Have you ever worked with um, with animation or non, non-traditional film, either animation, magna, stop action photography, something that, that's a little different? I assume though, if one was to work on that, it would be a very similar similar type of type of position where especially with, with drawing there's probably has a lot of room for for errors to happen sure and uh, I think one of the the benefits of, of like an animation studio working on a project is that they have a fairly large teams working on something so uh, the more people that can see what's being done throughout the process the more likely it is that somebody's going to catch it um, oftentimes with a script supervisor on set, there are a very limited number of people that have access to the monitor of what's being shot. So you're not going to have a ton of eyes being able to spot something. Everybody's working on their own job, their own function. And so you need to, to, to have a, a good spot to just kind of take in what you're seeing and notice whatever you can. I'm glad you talk about, you know, everybody has their job, their spot. How, what's, what's the largest crew that you've been a part of the largest crew that I've been a part of is has been about like uh, mid twenties. Great, and I mean I've I've worked on small films and indies where there's there's no script supervisor, and continuity and and in those instances it's almost that continuity becomes everyone's responsibility on top of their actual jobs and when it's everyone's responsibility it's no one's responsibility so a lot of stuff does get missed and you know we've talked quite a bit on how. You know, in the independent film community, on smaller films, smaller budgets, that it is really worth it to have a script supervisor. Can you just talk a little bit more about why why do you think that position is overlooked and to a director or a producer or an AD that's out there trying to put together a crew, how important and why they should have a script supervisor? Sure. Uh, well, first and foremost, it's not really a creative position. So typically when you've got people that are looking to be aspiring filmmakers, they, they will put on their, you know, their brief bio that the, the, you know, they're, they're, a, they're a director, a writer, a cinematographer, um, that, that these are the, the kind of glamorous positions that, that kind of get to determine something on, on set. When you're a script supervisor, you're, you're literally just making sure that somebody else's thing gets done correctly um you're 
in a kind of assisting position, you play support to to the director, to the editor, and to each of the departments in some capacity. Great. Uh, a pro tip from a real pro. Uh, so current and aspiring filmmakers, remember, having a script supervisor is just as important as having a camera operator, having an editor, having a, a production designer. Uh, David, this is really great stuff. We're going to take one more quick break, and then we'll, we'll be back to conclude this episode. You're listening to Cinema's Pathway. Hello again to our listeners. I'm Howard Brand, and we are talking today with script supervisor David Irvine. David, you shared some amazing insight into what it takes to be a script supervisor and how you spend your days on set. Uh, on that topic, what are some what are some of the projects you're working on these days, or what do you have coming up? Um, well, um, as you can probably guess, being a script supervisor hasn't really been my my ambition. It happens to be the the niche that I've kind of carved out for myself now, um, but. I just had a script read at, over at Filmgate, which is a, an organization that, that tries to promote uh, film here in South Florida. Um, they ha- read a script of mine at one of their readings um, with some, some actors in it, and it went quite well. And I have the, a creature for this, uh, for this sci-fi short that, that is being designed right now. And so I'm, I'm hoping to, to kind of get a chance to, to direct that to, to direct my first story that I wrote. So I basically, you know, start to finish handle all the responsibility of. And so I'm, I'm not really sure about uh, the time frame for when that's going to go into production yet, but it's, it's kind of uh, something that I've, that I've been working on for a while. Oh, that that's awesome. Congratulations on, on the table reads. I know Filmgate does those and, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's a competitive process to get your, get your script read in those. So again, congratulations on that. And you mentioned uh, wanting wanting to direct. Is that the path that you think you want to go? Um, evolving from a script supervisor back to your writing chops and eventually directing? Yeah, I, I've had a chance to, to write and, and see those uh, those scripts get made, but inevitably the, there's still a little bit of translation that happens as, as a director decides to make it their story. So you can't really... Uh, clutch on tight to your story while, while it's getting made. I, you know, got to be really grateful that, that something that I wrote was made into a film. It's, it's usually a very difficult process for most writers. Um, but, um, being able to kind of take a vision that I started with and, and have it evolve onto the screen would be, would be great. And it's something that I think I need to do, uh, at least once. And, and I, I hope to do it more afterwards. It's definitely magical when you can see like the words you wrote be acted out on the screen. I did speaking personally, the first time I ever saw my words acted on the screen, I, I, I shed a tear that's on there. So what, what type of movies do you enjoy when you're just sitting back, you know, either on a weekend or, or, or Friday night, you're going to watch a movie are you able to sit back and enjoy the movie or are you always on script supervisor duty? You're always kind of looking for continuity errors or you, uh, you're just able to ignore them when you're, when you're trying to have fun. Well, you know, everybody's got their, their own way they handle it. But, but as you start to learn more about film, there, there are things that you tend to see, things you notice. Uh, when, when it comes to writing, you notice the way that, they, that stories will structure uh, themselves or, or whether you, you see a detail come up and you're just like, oh, that thing's going to come back you know, later on. Um, I tend to not be as focused on continuity and, and, and uh, script supervision 
duties uh, as when I'm when I when I'm watching a film, but uh, but I will notice things. It's hard not to. You really can't avoid it. So if somebody does want to get into being a script supervisor, um, what should they do? Where should they go? How how do you recommend to you know particularly college students, people in film programs right now, or or like you, people who aren't in film programs but still think they want to work in the industry. Working as a script supervisor, you're really going to need to know a little bit about everything. So if there there are resources um, about filmmaking, you're going to want to read about how every single role functions. And if it, if you can kind of describe what what every single role that that comes up on the credits is, then chances are you're 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 getting a really good idea of how everything functions together, and that will certainly help you in positioning yourself as, as, as somebody who understands the whole process. I would say that script supervision is, is something that you, you kind of work into with enough experience or research, um, but then you can kind of ascend to, to maybe more of an assistant director position where there's more responsibility in terms of running each of the departments instead of kind of um, getting information and checking in with, with those departments. Um, if you want to uh, be involved in the actual uh, running of everything as a as a director you probably need to to know the roles of the assistant director and the the script supervisor quite well because they have their their fingers on everything and their their job is to make your job easier so it i, I highly encourage it as a uh, as an educational position on, on set even if it's something that you're not really good at or is too stressful for you because there's so much happening. It's still something good to try because you really, you, you're baptized by fire. You really learn a little bit about everything in a very short amount of time. And as long as you don't, you don't crack under the stress, it's, it's a really good experience. You know, I, I, I highly recommend it at least once. Right. So, so is it correct to say you would almost recommend it more approach it as a stepping stone position than really a career. Yeah, it's, it's, um, obviously it's going to be very trying to try and do this full time. I I can't imagine the stress levels if I was, if I was doing this every, you know, five or six days a week, um, trying to keep track of one production right into the next one while keeping the, the script, the current script on my mind, then all the details that I have to remember about each one while pre-planning for the next one. So I, I think that you definitely need to, to understand how much stress you can take in terms of uh, constant focus on script on, on set, because if you start getting a little burned out on a eight hour, 10, 12 hour day, um, it's, you're you they're relying on you when when they are starting to get burned out so you kind of need to have the most endurance to be able to handle this position are there i mean probably not here in south florida but i would assume in hollywood new york atlanta vancouver big production hubs are there career career script supervisors and if so are there any worth mentioning are there any books you know the books articles blogs you know instagram accounts that somebody who may be interested in pursuing this should look into or follow? Oh, I, I apologize for not having a good answer here, but I, I really think that that when it comes to trying to learn about film production and, and being a script supervisor, there are tons of free resources in terms of like how the role actually goes and how you're lining a script, how you're numbering your notes. Um, but 
you never really want to stop learning. You never want to say, I read this one book, this is enough. You want to keep seeing how new how productions are functioning. Um, you want to see what what air what problems people have written about in terms of like oh i made a film and this thing didn't go as planned all of that experience that you can read about or that did that you can just talk to people about is useful because you just you you as the script supervisor are trying to prevent major problems and thus prevent major financial <laughs> uh, issues or or, or uh, logistics issues with having to get everybody back to set to do something in extra time. Uh, so being able to to kind of pick up any experience along the way in anything in filmmaking is, is going to make you better because you are just trying to prevent, to prevent issues before they arise. Yeah. And I, and I would say from personal experience, if to those listening, if you do want to be a script supervisor, definitely offer to do it for student films um, and smaller, smaller productions, as, as we've talked a little bit, those, those types of films rarely have a script supervisor position, position and are often uh, looking for all the help that they can get on that. And uh, it's just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of small opportunities, I think, I think in South Florida. But if you really want to grow and expand, you know, within the film industry, you may have to explore some other options outside us. Outside of South Florida, yeah, I, I, I totally agree about the uh, about trying to work on small t- student projects uh, or things that where where the uh, continuity and and notes are not going to be as essential. Uh, the longer the story, the more notes are going to be involved, and 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 more checks have to be made in terms of is this is this right. Um, but when it comes to uh, to kind of moving on to to kind of a larger city hubs where there's more film filming taking place. Uh, I do think that that South Florida doesn't really have enough going on and, and enough projects to really say that this this is a, you know, a full time thing that you can do. Um, if there were more TV shows, more, you know, films being made down here, I would say it'd be great. But the majority really is just music videos and, and, and commercials. Right. And, and a lot of us, you know, we've seen the news that something big may be coming. But I know talking to other people that have been in the industry, uh, me being relatively new down to this this area, they've all said that that comes up every few years, and until they break ground and start building things, no one's going to get that excited. Yeah, I think you might be referring to the uh, the Fort Lauderdale uh, um, groundbreaking that they had. Uh, they said that they're going to devote a ton of land, a ton of money to to building a studio up there. It'd be great if it does, but I really hope that that I'm kind of getting a chance to come back to South Florida after working somewhere else. So moving to Atlanta is certainly on my, uh, on my radar. Great. Well, uh, good luck to everything uh, in your future. It's been so wonderful having you on the show today. Thank you for your time, for your insights. Um, we're so happy to have you here on the Cinema's Pathway podcast. I definitely think some of our listeners uh, will be looking at pursuing some script supervisor opportunities as a way to get their foot in the door. Um, without having to be a PA, without having to do uh, coffee runs and sit sit crafty all day, making sure passerbys uh, don't steal food. Um, before you go, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you or they wanted to follow you on social media, what would be the best way to, to do that? Um, I guess the uh, contacting me on on Instagram is probably best. It's uh, it's just at D I R V. Um, 
I, I should see the messages whenever. I'm happy to, to talk to anybody, especially aspiring filmmakers down in South Florida. Uh, I know everybody finds their own way in, in how they, they get started. And uh, I'm happy to give advice the best I can. Great. David, thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Howard. To our listeners, thank you again for joining us today. I'm your host, Howard Brand. Our director is Mike Maloney. Our producers are Juliet Esson and Victor Ferreira. Today's episode was written by Howard Brand. We hope you will join us again next time on the Cinema's Pathway podcast. This has been a presentation of Paradoxical Films 2022. All reproduction of this material is prohibited without the consent of Paradoxical Films, LLC. All rights reserved. Lights out.